Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. tonight. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. Now, before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain to you how this show works. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Now, unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. This show is very informal by design because my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics can be random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. Tonight, we are discussing self-esteem and relationships with a guest, Indiana's new law, and afterwards, we'll get into some zone coverage and talk some sports. The call-in number to let your thoughts be heard is 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking because... Background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live tonight, then you can find T2Q on iTunes to pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. 
T2Q radio show number 455 starts right now. Okay, so tonight we are discussing one of the topics, the main topic, relationships, self-esteem issues, how they go hand in hand, how a low self-esteem can be bad for you when it comes to a relationship and allow people to take advantage of you, or it can also prevent you from leaving bad situations. So I brought on someone with me tonight to discuss this. She is originally from Lafayette, Louisiana, now making her way out of Jacksonville, Florida. She's an author of a book called How Do I Expect Him to Love Me When I Do Not, When I Don't Love Myself. Please welcome Miss Larissa Hudson to the Talk to you Radio Show. Larissa, how's it going? Good. Thank you, Q. Thank you for having me. Thank you for everybody that's listening tonight. I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you. All right. And I appreciate you joining the show. And, uh, well, first question is, how did you get started as a writer? Well, um, because I was, I've got married since I was 17 years old, so um, I've been married for eight years now. That's pretty long. And during those years, I've learned a lot. And I went through a lot in my marriage, um, growing up as a young girl and not knowing um, how to be a wife. So I learned a lot on my own because I wasn't taught how to be one. So so through learning everything and through almost um, getting a divorce and everything, I managed to, you know, get my marriage back together with the help of God and changing some things about myself. And that's how I started um, to write the book, because I wanted to help other young women, and not only young women, wives, men in general, just to let them know what I learned about um, being married and being in relationships, the importance of um, being alone, spending time with yourself. And, well, I'm not going to go into that now because you asked me how did I begin to write the book, but it was from, you know, me almost being divorced. That's what inspired me to write the book through the things that I've learned. Okay, yeah, that was my second question as far as your inspiration to write the book. Um, You said it came from almost being divorced, so your marriage was taken to the brink. Yeah, almost being divorced, um, where we was going to the courtroom and everything. Oh, wow. um, uh Uh-huh. I was just saying, oh, wow. But uh, Go ahead. I can hear you, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I figured, you know, I got through this, and I can tell other people how to get through it. I can tell them, you know, what brought me out and what brought our marriage back together. Okay, all right. Now, the one thing that I noticed about the book is that it's very short. So uh, why was it so short? Was that was that your plan from the beginning, or were you able to just get everything you needed to say in that, you know, those few pages? Yes, sir. The, um, my plan from the beginning was for it to be short because I I um observe people. You know, people like something. Some people like something long, but some people like to get to the point. So I figured this time I'm gonna get to the point. You know, give them. Like, keep all the fluff out, because I could have write all the details, the whole story and everything, but I wanted to get straight to the point so they would have the meat of it, the good the good stuff. Right. All right. Yeah, and all that's right. why it was short. That's why I did it like that. Okay, it was definitely effective. 
Um, I mean, I read it, and I thought you made great points. And like you said, there was no fluff. You got right to it. So uh, for anyone who reads it, there's definitely an appreciation for that. Um, let's see. The phone lines 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show with author Larissa Hudson. Um, I guess as far as the book itself and the content, so we'll discuss relationships and self-esteem. Let's just, you know, ask a basic question to kick things off. Why is loving yourself essential to getting someone to love you? It is because, Q, you first have to love yourself. You have to love you. You have to love everything about you before somebody else could love you. You must love yourself first. If you want somebody else to love you, you have to love yourself first. Okay. And, I mean, so do you think uh-huh. some people have a problem with doing that? or? Yeah, and I say that because I myself, um, there was a time where I didn't love myself. You know, I had such low self-esteem. Um, I didn't know who I was as a person, so I allowed other people to make decisions for myself. I stayed in relationships because I didn't think I could have done better. I had, you know, it's like I didn't take the time out to know who I was as a person. And the only, and when I did take that time out, that's when um, my husband and I was about to divorce. So I was like, you know, I'm left with me. When people desert you, all you have left is you. That's all you got. So I began looking in my life. I began loving on me. I began taking myself out. I began doing things that I love. I began spending time with me. And when I did that, I discovered what I like, what I don't like. I discovered, I, um, you know, my self-worth as a human being. I discovered my beauty. And now I have boundaries because I know who I am. I know that I'm beautiful. I know that <clears throat> I love myself. I look myself in the mirror and say, you're beautiful. I love you. You are someone. Because if you don't feel that way about yourself, nobody else is going to feel that way about you. Okay. Okay. And all that makes sense. Um, On Twitter, let's see, my man Dre chimed in, and he said that um, it's essential because no one wants to be with a person that's always down on themselves. And let me go to the phone lines. And to the 248 area code, the outskirts of Detroit, Michigan, and bring on Crystal. Crystal, how are you? Hey, Q. How are you? Hello, Larissa. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. So, and Crystal, if you want to ask a question, you can, but I want to add a quick question for you. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that, I mean, Dre is on to something there? If you're always down on yourself, then people are just going to kind of shy away. Well, yeah. I mean, um, that's why psychologists and therapists will never go out of business because um, just in general, people don't want to be brought down, you know, don't rain on my parade. And it's, you know, that's a completely other subject, but it's, you know, it's hard when you are uh, depressed and not dealing with it, which a lot of us don't deal with it. We hide it and we keep it in because people, um, you know, don't want to have those conversations with you. And, and granted, when you're dating or getting to know someone or in a relationship, or especially when you're getting to know someone, you, you really need to be okay with yourself first, so you need to work on yourself before you subject someone else to something that's not their fault. 
which a, a lot of us do that sometimes because we think that the relationship will make us happy, you know, so we should be happy already. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And I'm assuming you're co-signing on that, Larissa. Oh, yes, I agree. She is right. You have to be happy within first, even before you get in the relationship. Like she say, people get in relationships because they think that's going to fulfill their need, that empty void, that's going to bring them happiness. But you'll get in a relationship and you still won't be happy because there's nothing a man could do for you. You got to love you. You got to be happy with you. Not a man, not a thing, nothing. Yourself. And when you begin to love yourself, you're going to attract more love. You won't have to go out there trying to find a man for him to love you. He'll just come to you. He'll love on you because you're already loving on yourself. Okay. And it can also lead to people taking advantage of you as the the conversations alluded to in the chat room. He said the predators will smell blood in the water. <laughs> if that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's right, true, so, yeah. Larissa, is low self-esteem a big reason why some people are single? I mean, because of the very reason that people are just going to shy away? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes um, with people with having low self-esteem, um, they they are shy. And some who have low self-esteem, they'll settle for anything. They'll settle for, you know, a man or a woman that mean them no good. They'll settle for a man that just maybe mentally or physically abuse them or even, you know, cheat on them because they have low self-esteem, and they'll let that man take advantage of them. And they they won't get out of the relationship because they feel they can't do better. So that's mm-hmm. why I tell women, love on yourself. Take care of you. You know, you are a person. Don't neglect yourself. You know, you are a human being. Take care of you. And don't worry about a man, you know. Worry about you. Love on you. Do the things you love. Go to the beach, you know. Go watch your favorite movie. Just take care of you. You are somebody. Okay. And there are a lot of people who just don't want to do that because they're thinking that it somehow makes them look bad to not have a man. And you know that old saying, a piece of a man is better than no man at all, which is complete garbage. But there are some people who actually subscribe to that theory. Um, You're right. And when they go to um, family holidays, you know, um, Christmas and Thanksgiving, and they go without a man by their side, and their family members say, um, you know, you still ain't married and you're 29 years old, or you still ain't got a man. But what what a man got to do with it, I say, you know. Um, don't rush into nothing. Take out time for yourself. Because if you're happy when you're with yourself, when you meet that um, someone one day, y'all both can be happy together. Because you're going to know he can't make you happy no matter what he do. Okay. All right. I agree with that. And so how can a person with low self-esteem who's in a bad relationship get the confidence to do better? I mean, what did it take for you to realize, okay, there's some things I need to change? I mean, because some people are just hard to get to. Mm-hmm. I was, what um, helped me is I was, um, I was like, at that turning point, I was by myself, you know, when my husband um, did leave, I was I was alone. I was by myself, and I'm like, okay, Rissa, all you got is you. You got to get up. You got to get together, and you got to do it. So, cause, and I not only, so from that moment, I, I spoke to myself. I found a mirror after reading self-help books. Um, I found a mirror. 
I prayed, and I found the courage, and I told myself, I say, Rosie, you are beautiful. You know, many times people tell, told me that, but I never knew it for myself. You know, I never thought I was beautiful. I just never knew it. Um, growing up from home, I never heard the word love. You know, I, I never knew what it was to love somebody or love myself. I never knew that. I wasn't born like that. But at that time, I looked myself in the mirror, and I spoke to myself every day. I say, Rosie, you are beautiful. You are an amazing woman. You know, you can do it. I spoke to myself daily in the mirror. I find what I loved about me. I read self-help books. I read the Bible. I prayed I got to help me. And that's when things started um, changing for me. That's when I gained the self-confidence. And I started taking care of me. I went out. I took myself to restaurants. Um, I started doing the things I love. I pampered myself. You know, did my nails, my hair, and I'm and just doing things you love. Went out with my friends, and I was like, okay, you know, you can love yourself. I felt that love within me, and when I did that, that's what drew my husband back home because he seen, you know, he seen that I built up self confidence, that I started to do things on my own. You know, I was no longer nagging. I was no longer complaining. I got involved with myself in my life. And the reason why I used to be like that because I didn't have a life of my own. I was always under my husband. Everything was my husband, my husband. It was never me. I never did nothing for me. But when but once I started things changed. I mm-hmm. began to change and my marriage got better. Because why? I find happiness within me. I know my husband can't make me happy. He know I can't make him happy. That's not a meal I can cook him. To make him happy, he have to make himself happy, and that's what we do now. We find happiness within each other, and when we come together, we're happy together. Okay, and um, I've heard people say that before that um, another person is not responsible for your happiness, and um, it, it makes sense. I mean, they can maybe enhance your life, but they're not responsible for your happiness. So let me go to the phone lines again to the eight five zero area code. The Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and bring on show legend Buck. Buck, what's going on? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Glad to have a Hello, hi. Doing well. First of all, do you have a question? Yes. Um, now, how how do you trying to, you know, when you're reaching and you're uh, trying to help an individual that may be having some self-esteem issues with themselves, uh, what advice did you give them to, you know, kind of get themselves out of that and how you know how do you steer them to love themselves okay um oh you're talking to me i'm sorry yeah <laughs> oh, okay you... oh i'm sorry you want, what me, I re- doing... you want me to repeat the question <laughs> no i have it i'm sorry I'll, um yeah, what I would do and what was done to me. Also, I didn't mention, of course, I had, you know, um, some friends encourage me. Um, you know, Rissa, you're beautiful. Um, you know, you have a lot going for yourself. They encourage me what I have going for myself. You know, I have a lot. I have careers. I have my own car, my own home and stuff. And it was like, you're going to be all right. You know, you're not suffering for nothing. It's just that your husband at home, but you are right. But I would start them off by finding things that they do love about themselves, you know, because there's a lot of things we may not love about ourselves, but don't worry about that now because you can work on it. But I would tell them to find the things they do love about themselves. They may love um, 
their personality, they love their hair. And when they do love, when they find whatever it is, look yourself in the mirror and say, I love, you know, I love my hair. I love this and that about me. I am beautiful. And encourage yourself every day. And once you do it every day, consistency, you're going you're gonna to feel yourself. You're going to grow into self-confidence. Everything's going to change about you. Your walk, just you as a person, you're just going to start to build up. And that's what I, was, that's what I would do. All right. I Did appreciate I help that you question, that? Bro. Oh, that's that's great. Okay. You know, you matter. Tell yourself. You know, it's about you. You know, for so long we can be in everybody else's business. We can run after everybody else. We can chase after a woman or a man. But what about you? Chase after yourself. Love yourself. Do the things you love. If you love going to play basketball, go play basketball. Worry about you because... People is not promising, your husband, your wife not promising, nothing promising. So if if they decide to leave or even through debt, whatever it may be, you you got you. You left with you. You can still stand if somebody deserts you. And you know life gonna go on. Mhm. Most definitely. And so all right, so the conversations mentioned it earlier about the predators coming out. What are some ways that guys will lower the self-esteem of women? And, uh, and I mean, they do it just strictly to take advantage of them or to manipulate them? Well, it's easy. When a woman has low, self, low self-esteem, it's very easy. I mean, a man could just say, hey, I love you, boo, you look good. Bam, he got in the bed because she don't love herself. So when she instantly hear another man tell her that, she's going to fall for it. Because she don't know it about her, about she don't know it about herself. A lot of women look for validation in a man. They look for a man to tell them they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. They don't tell themselves they're beautiful. They look for it in other people. So that's why it's easy, and that's why men do, I believe, um, target them, target the low self-esteem women because it's very easy. Women with self-confidence is is not easy. No, because you see now I have boundaries because I gain self-confidence. Confidence. Right. I have a standard. I won't just date anybody. Okay. All right. Let me go to the 910 area code, which is out of the Tar Hill state of North Carolina. But he's coming to us by way of the Lone Star state of Texas. He plays a doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. Doctor, what's going on? What's up, Q? What's up, everybody on the line? How y'all doing tonight? Hello, doing well, Thank man. Uh, first of all, do you have a question for Larissa? No, I don't have a question. I was listening to the all show. Um, all right, well, I got a question for you. Um, all right. And, and it's similar to what I just asked her, but you're a guy. So, I mean, how do guys lower the self-esteem of women so that they can manipulate them? What are some of the tactics? Well, um, and and any guy listening that does this, you know what I'm saying, you can hate me now, but uh, what, what, they, um, what, what a guy would normally do is um, – They'll win a woman over. They'll show the representative first, and then uh, they gauge um, what you know. They start, you know, eventually they start pushing them up, seeing how far they could take it with a woman, and um, and then even even to go even further, then they start um, you know trying to control the woman, and once they get to that level, then they know they got her. So then they start doing things like demeaning her, uh, raising her voice, and things like that, and uh, and you know, and by now this woman is probably falling for this guy. This creep, and 
uh, you know, and she probably in her mind thinking that she can change the guy or, you know, he, he may change, you know, on his own somewhere down the line and she stayed and she repeatedly put up with it. And then she started to think, you know, tell herself that, okay, this is how he loved me. This is how he shows he loved me. And I'm not saying this is all women, but this is, this is, uh, you know, this is the woman that, you know, is easily, um, you know, is easily uh, um, convinced or, or, you know, uh, not to take over, taking, uh, taking over her mind. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for a woman, though. I mean, you know, in, in, in a woman's defense, it's kind of hard to know what, what that guy is because sometimes you get a genuine guy that just really want to, you know, um, show her a good time and treat her right. But at some point down the line, when he started doing things that goes counter to what he showed you in the beginning, then that should be your red flag right there. And usually, though, when uh, a guy that's that, that's that's hip to the game and is doing that, he do it just long enough to get you hooked when there's, like, a point of no return type thing. Okay. All right. I like that. Very good answer. And, um, Larissa, I mean, you know, self-esteem is something that, you actually control. I mean, it's called self-esteem. I mean, can can someone else actually ruin that for you? No, just yourself. You in control of that. That's your life. Okay. I think someone can. I I, I disagree with that respectfully, <laughs> but I disagree with that. I think someone can ruin your self-esteem. Uh, it can start early childhood. It can start uh, when a woman is broken. Or when a guy, I mean, not just women, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, even there are guys out there, you know, uh, when they're down and out on their luck and just giving up all hope of someone coming along and, you know, is able to, you know, maneuver and, and manipulate them and get into their life like that. I mean, I think, I think, you know, yeah, of course you allow it, but even if you allow it, you still, you know, that's still somebody else breaking your self-esteem. So I think it's possible both ways. You do it, you, you can allow it, you can do it yourself, somebody else can do it. All right, let me go to the seven yeah, three. Yeah, you put your own person and maybe situations like kind of like you say, maybe situations could um maybe a situation you in can lower your uh your low self esteem. So yeah, you are right, but like you um at the end of the day, you still your own person, so you have a choice right there whether you let it cross that line or not. Right. Okay, now in the chat room, the conversation said a portion of your self-esteem has to be validated from the outside world. So, okay, that's interesting. That's a good point. Let me go to the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, and bring on Ray. Ray, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, Q? How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Doing well, man. And, Ray, can someone ruin your self-esteem? Um... Let you be the tiebreaker on this. Maybe if if your self-esteem is not true self-esteem, you know, like what I mean, I'm listening to everybody's comments and stuff like that. It's good to have confidence. It's good to give yourself a pep talk. But I think anybody that's having issues should take about a year off from dating, period. They just get themselves together. I'm uh-huh. not talking about telling yourself something because everybody can't be beautiful. Everybody can't be great. Everybody can't be certain things. You just gotta gotta face the facts. 
but at the same time, you can be a better you. And if your heart is cold as ice or your soul is filthy, it needs to be clean. Now, getting in a relationship, if you come in with a clean heart, you come in with standards, you come in wanting to give and wanting to receive exactly what you put out is what you get back, then I think things will work for you. But if you feel like, oh, I'm worth this or I'm worth that, that that all may be so. But at the same time, you have to get somebody that you're compatible with and settle this and set goals for yourself. You Mm -hmm. can't say, well, I'm a, you know, this kind of person, but then you date drug dealers, you date people that hustle, you date people that roll dice, you date a guy that got four kids and and by four different women. You know, them type of relationships are not going anywhere. So for you to fool yourself or somebody just come out of jail, not putting down all folks come from jail, but at least let the person that got out of jail get themselves together before you start messing with them. Yeah. I think those things will make you better in the long run. Because I see a lot of ladies out here to get caught up, then they want to blame things on they can't find the right men. There's plenty of good men out here, and I'm sure the average woman has ran across at least three good men in her life if she's 25. At least three. But you screwed over the three, and now when you get your heart broken, you're looking around saying, you wish you would have done this, you wish you would have done that. I mean, when you find somebody with the qualities that they need to have as far as working, you know, treat you right, uh, yeah. does things the way it needs to be done, and I think that's somebody that you should pursue and whether you male or female, you can pursue either way. It ain't no such thing as courting and sitting down and you move both ways. Okay. All right. I like that response, man. That was pretty nice. Um, in the chat room, the conversation says your self-esteem can only be destroyed by people whom a, whose opinion you respect. And that's true. If you don't respect someone, you can care less what they think. But if you really mm-hmm. think... You know, your respect kind of gives them a little validation. And so that's pretty good. But um, something that Ray said, Larissa, um, I mean, you know, you were married, so you were kind of already in a situation with a significant other. But for those who aren't married, um, when they go through maybe some self-esteem issues, should they do like Ray suggested and take some time off? I mean, because it's hard. I mean, is it hard to get your life together if you're still going out on dates regularly? It could be. It can be a distraction, but I believe, yeah, before you even get into a relationship or even date, you know, start to work on yourself. Start to know everything so when you get in that relationship, you can, you know, be you can be equal. You don't have any, you don't have to bring your baggage with you in your relationship, you know. Or every Just everything about you, you know, you already have, you want to already have self, um, high self-esteem, you're already going to know your likes and dislikes. You're already going to have a life of your own. So I would say, yeah, um, fix you first, like the um, the young man that was just speaking. Take a year off of something. Take care of yourself because p- 
people have to know that happiness comes from within them and not having a man or being in a relationship. Okay. And um, I think that was a very good point that it's a lot easier when you kind of take the time to focus on yourself rather than having the distractions of going out on additional dates and everything. So, all right, so what do you get ready to wrap things up? I mean, what do you hope for people to get out of your book? I just hope for people to get out of um, self-discovery and the the importance of um, being alone. Spend, and when I say being alone, I mean spending time with yourself, because if you do that, you'll find out things about yourself. Um, you'll discover your passions, your careers. You'll discover your likes, your, your dislikes. Um, just the importance of spending time with yourself so you won't allow, because when you don't spend time with yourself, you won't know anything about you. You're going to allow people to make decisions for you throughout your whole life. So I would say spend, know yourself outside of your friends and family. Know who you are, like who you are. Because so many times people today, they mimic other people and they don't know themselves. So I want people to know who they are, spend time with themselves, and to to build up their self-confidence as a person, to love on themselves, which means do the things that they love. Love on you, you know. Go go do whatever you know what that is you like doing. You go enjoy yourself and you do that. It could be eating ice cream, going to the park. Just do that for yourself because if you don't love you, once again, nobody else going to love you. You have to love you and never allow no one else to love you more than you love yourself. Okay, okay. Sounds like good advice to me. You know, if I love myself too much, I might not need anybody else. But, uh <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing, that's when they come. When you you know, that's when they come. When you you loving on yourself, you got everything going on good for yourself. They're like, why is you taking so care happy? of you, you know? You're uh-huh. not and that's you're not worrying about getting in a relationship with somebody. There's so many people who's rushing to get in a relationship, they not you know, they haven't taken care of themselves first and then they get in a, they get up in a relationship and it don't work out. You know, take that time out for you first. That man or that's that woman true. gonna be there for you. When you get back, you know, but take care of you first. And That's then true. And a lot of people don't believe it. With that person a lot you're of people, be with. A lot of people uh-huh. don't believe it. There, there are a lot of single people out there who are actually pretty happy. <laughs> They're actually oh, pretty yeah, happy with their do. lives. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, so well, that's about it, Q. That's it. Where can my listeners find you on social media, and how can they get a copy of the book? You can get a copy of the book um, on Amazon.com. How do I expect him to love me when I don't love myself? Um, Twitter.com at LifeWithRissa.com. I mean, I'm sorry, at LifeWithRissa on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And my website is www.LifeWithRissa.com, and that's it. Okay. LifeWithRissa.com, R-I-S-S-A. You can find her on Twitter, at LifeWithRissa. You can find the book, How Do I Expect Him to Love Me When I Don't Love Myself, on Amazon. Um, check it out. It's, uh, what, only 99 cents, right? Only 99 cents, yeah. Only 99 cents. It was free, but y'all missed it. I gave it away. Some of you all took advantage of it, and you were able to get a free copy. But uh, for those of you that are step late, it's still only 99 cents. Go check it out. And, Larissa, thanks so much for joining the show this evening. I truly appreciate you. 
uh, taking the time to do so. Thank you, thank you. And I would love to get you back on in the future to discuss uh, what hopefully may be a new book. Yeah, on something else. But thank you so much. And if you ever need me to come back on, I don't mind. And thank all the listeners that was here today and everybody that um, had a comment and stuff like that. I appreciate everybody. Thank you all so much. Okay. Thank you for joining. Okay. And have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio show. Just got finished speaking to author Larissa Hudson discussing her book, talking about self esteem, um, how she was able to kind of get out of her funk and save her marriage, and she shares that information with hopes that you all can do the same. You know, that if you're if you're in a relationship that needs saving Maybe there's some things you can do on your end to help yourself out. Um, Or maybe you're not in a relationship at all. Well, maybe there's some things you need to do in order to, you know, get yourself in a position where someone will pay you attention. Um, Crystal said in the chat room, get your life. You know, that's what some of us need to do. We need to, you know, do that and take control, take charge. Um, and once we become happy, then people just, they're like a magnet to you. That's just how it works. That's why when you get in a good relationship and you're happy, that's when other people come out the woodworks because they see you happy, you know, so that happiness is contagious. All right, going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with the second half of the show, and I got a couple other show legends to welcome on once I do that. Hello, this is show legend Ray, the show enforcer from the state of New Jersey, and you're listening to a Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Radio show. No experts, just opinions. I want to go to the 601 area code, the bold new city of Jackson, Mississippi. Welcome on Eminem. Eminem, what's happening? Hey, what up, Q? What a real world. All right. How's it going, man? Oh, pretty good, man. Just got a little comedy okay. and stuff. All right. Well, let me go to the 501 area code, the natural state of Arkansas, and welcome on Amy. Amy, how are you? I'm doing all right. Just getting in a little late. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing well. All right. And I'm pretty sure you all have seen this in the headlines. Indiana Governor Mike Pence stirred up some controversy this week when he signed a religious freedom bill into law. And we've kind of discussed this before, but, um, you know, the law has businesses and civil rights groups kind of upset and threatening to boycott the state. Um, it's not so much that the religious freedom law has suddenly become controversial, but, you know, people think that the law will be used by individuals to discriminate on the basis of religion, particularly against the LGBT community. But um, it can also discriminate against other religions as well, uh, depending on how you read the law. Now, there have been incidents like uh, there was a police officer back in Oklahoma 
who used his religious freedom to refuse to provide security at a mosque, all right, because he didn't believe in what they believed in. So he wasn't working security with them. There was a um, police officer in Salt Lake City that used his religious liberty um, to not police at a gay pride parade. And there is also a photographer in New Mexico who used the religious freedom as a defense for not serving a lesbian couple in 2013. Uh, now, Amy, Arkansas just passed the same bill today that Indiana did. So now this is um, going on in Arkansas. So let me go back up to Crystal and start with her for first. And Crystal, do you think that this law will ultimately be used to discriminate against the LGBT community as well as other religions? Um, okay, tell me again what the exact law is. Uh, well, basically, the legislation allows a person who feels his or her exercise of religion has been, quote-unquote, substantially burdened uh, to cite that argument as a claim or defense um, in a private lawsuit. And so essentially what it means, I guess in layman's term, the way people are spending it, is that if you have a certain religion, you can refuse to serve someone uh, if they present something to or project something to you that's not of your belief. So technically, based on the letter of the, the law, the way it reads to, to me, if you don't believe in gay marriage, then if a gay couple comes in, you can tell them you're not going to serve them. Or if you don't believe in, I guess, um, Catholicism or something, and you're a Christian, then you can refuse to serve a Catholic, you know, or provide a service to them. That's the way it reads. Yeah, this has already happened um, here in, in Michigan. Uh, a physician has refused to um, serve a, a pediatrician. Well, she's actually a pediatrician. She re refused in an obstetrician together. She refused to serve the mothers who were a lesbian couple. Uh -huh. um, and refused to serve the child um, because she felt that um, them being present in their lifestyle was, you know, against her religion and belief. So she said that, you know, she, they could go on and be with another physician in their in her practice, but not her. And um, they took it to court, but the court said she has a right to do that. So, you know, so that, you know, I think they're looking into going further with it. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly what, what, it, what it says. And, you know, it, I mean, I'm on a fence with this. It is a kind of a slippery slope kind of law mm -hmm. where you can um, say, well, okay, I won't serve this person. But really what it is focusing on um, is a lifestyle, and it's focusing, you know, yeah, mainly on the gay community, and that's where it kind of originated from um, in the practice of it because now we have gay marriages, and so we're going to have gay families. And um, just like with this physician, you know, she said no, and, you know, they were okay with it. But it is, it can be a slippery Slippery slope for sure. Okay. 
And but the conversations in the chat room said that um, I believe in rights, and I think anybody should have the right to not serve someone if they see fit. Is their business? Take your money elsewhere. And uh, do you agree with that, Buck? And if so, I mean, can't that be a backlash on basically any group of people? It could be a backlash. I mean, this this law, the way it's written, you know, it's really strange, and 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 uh, that's the reason why you're getting so much of the, you know, the the feedback from it. It's just it's really not fair. Um, it really needs to be kind of relooked at, maybe rewritten. So people can understand, you know, what's going on with it. Um, but I mean, really, I think the law kind of leaves it, it leaves too much of a gray area. And if it leaves a gray area this large, then you know people are going to assume and kind of manipulate the law where they see fit. And that's what why everybody I think is in such an uproar over it. Okay. And, Bobby, what do you think, man? Do you think people have the right to serve who they want? Uh, I, I don't I don't really uh, believe that because uh, if you're open to the public, and hence the word public, then um, you shouldn't be able to um, decipher who you're going to serve to. If you're a private um, institution on your private land, and, you know, you can allow folks, you know, your type of people to come through the gates and go to your establishment. But if you're a public establishment on public land saying, you know, hey, we serve the public, then to me you don't have no right. You don't have that right to do that. Now, if I was, if I was uh, you know, one of the members of the uh, lesbian, gay community and stuff like that, I would flood that, that state, that city or whatever, whoever got the ordinance, I would flood that court, those courts with lawsuits. Because I'm gonna tell you what, what um, where where they are messing up at, okay? The law is religion based, okay? You show me in your religion where it says that you cannot serve somebody who's gay. If it doesn't say that in your religion, then guess what? Being gay is not a religion, so I'm not violating your religious beliefs. You see what I'm saying? So you gonna have to, you know, you gonna have to show me in your religion where it says that, you know, because we're religion XXX. We're, you know, it's it's in our beliefs not to serve people who are gay. Yeah, the Bible talk about gays. It says it's shunned and all that, but it there's nowhere in there says you don't serve gay folks. So unless you can't, <laughs> unless you can show me that, I'm serious. Unless you unless you can't show me, yeah, if you that, can't show that's me that, not be in you there. have never violated a religious, um, your religious beliefs. That's not going to be in there. I can guarantee you that. The conversation says. Says it makes no sense to spend your money with someone that hates you by forcing them to serve you, and I do agree it's with that. But it's about making a point, though. It's not even about just spending your money with somebody who hates you. It's just like think about the um, the Carolina, the Greensboro Four, or five. I forgot four. You know, had they never sat in that establishment, you know what I mean? I mean, they they knew those folks didn't like them, but guess what that did though? You know, that opened up the restaurants to black folks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All together. So it's not so much about you know um, um, you know spending your money with people who hate you. It's about make it's about making a point and taking a stand. And so, Ray, could this law ultimately lead to people not serving any groups that differ from their their beliefs? I mean, could we see like you know no shirts, no shoes, no blacks? No, I think it's only for 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 serious. Um, 
you know, religious beliefs. I mean, we can take it to the extreme on everything. Uh-huh. But a person, if you are, if you have an establishment that you paid money on and that you own, you should have the right not to serve somebody if you don't want to. And if a person does not want to serve you, take your money somewhere else. I don't. I don't understand what what's, what's hard about that. Now, the difference between uh, the gay thing or whatever you want to call it, a person may not want to see two people of the same sex holding hands or sharing a kiss or, you know, so now they put that all on TV. I was watching Mary Jane the other night, and, you know, now they got gay couples and everything else. I really don't want to see that on my television. person says, hey, oh, then turn your TV off. You're right, I can. But it's my right to say I don't want to see that on my TV. You know, oh, we're not going anywhere. Nobody said you were going anywhere. I got the right to say I don't want to see that on my TV. Or if you out with your family, your little kids see people sitting together, oh, um, what are they doing? This and that. You got to explain this, explain that. You shouldn't have to do that if it's your establishment. Now, seem like if you're here, you're not going anywhere. Go to a gay establishment. You can eat and drink and be merry all you want over there. You know, okay. they got gay clubs and everything. What's wrong with that? You ain't going to find me trying to go over there and drink your own liquor and whatnot. So respect other people. That's mm-hmm. all that's it. got to say about it, really. And Eminem, I mean, I mean, where do you fall on this? Do you think that... Uh, you can protect your religious freedoms without risking discriminating against other people who don't share your beliefs. Well, um, that, that's 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 very interesting because uh, I think Bobby has some great points, but Ray definitely has some great points. Uh, the whole thing is religion, you know, and for the most part, I know what people are gonna say. Well, you know, it's a double standard. You know, you a black guy, how can you not side with this? Well. For the most part, it is very well established. Not only people just keep acting like Christianity on the religion. Uh, of the major, I say five religions, uh, I don't think hardly any of them just uh, condone, you know, homosexuality. Now, to each his own and all that kind of stuff. But I think, in the case of somebody using that as a on the basis of religion, I think it's a lot easier to prove because of the because of the foundation of it. I think it's a lot easier to prove that you are saying this or that based on religion on uh sexual orientation versus race or I mean it's just like, yeah, somebody might dig and twist something to make something seem like it could be racial, but that's really hard to prove. But it ain't really too hard to prove that a religion don't, I mean, uh, 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 when a religion strictly condones, you know, well, marriages being between a man and a woman. That depends on, are we talking about established religions or, I mean, you know, based yeah, on that's the, what I'm getting at. The, anything I'm talking about the major, religion. I'm talking about the major five. I'm, I'm talking about the major five. Okay, okay. It, it's, it's pretty much the consensus. I'm not just stating facts, but it's pretty much right, the consensus right. that Christians believe in man and woman, 
Muslims believe in man and woman. Jews believe in man and woman. I'm just saying Catholicism, man and woman. So when somebody says that uh, it's because of religion, I'm thinking that it's easier for that to be said and used to to uh, uh, not serve somebody based on religion. I think it's easier for them to say that versus on something color. If, it, if it was on color or or gender. You see what I'm saying? Well, Q, let, let me let me uh, interject for a second. I'm, I want to pose a question uh, based on this law, though. Okay, um, my question is this: All right, let's say if if the Secret Service, right, the the the, the group that protects the president, everybody already they already think that he's Muslim. So let's say uh, they use this law and say we we can protect everybody in the White House except the president and his family because we believe they're Muslim. So based on what y'all saying right now with the gay argument, y'all gonna be cool with that? No, no, I, I'm not saying. I'm saying just the opposite. I'm saying the consensus is I'm not. It, it's not about me uh, agreeing with somebody not get served or not. I'm just strictly saying if somebody were to stand on the grounds of their their beliefs, like right. there's nothing new under the sun that Muslims or uh, Jews don't eat pork. You see what I'm saying? There's nothing new about that. So if somebody were to uh, not allow somebody to pull out a damn pork chop in their store, nobody's going to shit a brick because it's the consensus that you figure this is something they don't go along with. So I'm just saying the consensus is as far as as discriminating a Christian, you you saying that they don't believe in homosexuality. That's nothing new. That's nothing that the average person would assume that they would be cool with. Now, not serving someone is taking it to the extreme, but I'm saying uh, as far as that, that EEOC poster, you know, with everything else fitting in there, it would be harder to, to prove and say it's your religion. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think but the average person... Though, how would that be violating your religious uh, beliefs, though, if you're serving someone who's gay? You know no, what no, I mean? no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if, they, if, 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 it's the, if, if it's on the grounds of your religious beliefs, Really? It's nothing new for for anybody who know anything, whether they're a practicing Christian or not, or or whatever. It's certain things about certain religions that most people tend to know instantly. Like, you know, and of the mm-hmm. most of the major religions, you know that most of them believe of the 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 family structure being a man and a woman. Yeah. I'm not getting into the part about the discriminating, saying you can't eat and all that stuff. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hold on, let me get in here. Hold on, let me get in here because I want to I, I get Amy's opinion, then we'll come back We'll come back to you all. Amy, I'll go ahead and let you get your two cents in on this. Well, actually, Quincy, I'm going to pass uh, my turn over to um, the junior show legend, Miss Shaughnessy. The... Hi. Um, hey, we've been talking about this, like, very in-depth in my current events class, and I'm going to say exactly what I said in class. How are you really going to know if somebody is of a different sexual orientation or they believe a different religion? Because, I mean, most people don't go around promoting it. I highly doubt somebody's going to walk into a restaurant and be like, hey, I'm atheist, hey, I'm... Buddhist, uh, or I'm gay, I'm a lesbian, like, I know there's some people that it's obvious, because, like, I know people that are gay, and it's obvious, 
But I also know people that I look at them and I would have no clue that they were gay. Uh-huh. Unless they're, like, you know, kind of, like, flamboyant or if, like, a gay couple walks in holding mm-hmm. hands, how are you really going to know? Like, and I don't I don't really think – it's not going to affect your business. And, like, you're losing money. You're – some people are just, like, so headstrong in their beliefs that they're willing to lose money as to, you know, go against what they believe. And I think that's kind of sure. silly. Okay. Okay. And I don't, my, 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 to, I don't know if they have to. I don't know if they have to here in Arkansas is that, you know, the I, I take our politicians with a grain of salt myself and what – you know, the, the stuff that they do because we're so hell-bent on keeping up that Bible Belt rip that, and and some of these politicians are so hypocritical, so hypocritical. Oh, I'm such a Christian uh, man and blah, 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 but yet I'm uh, uh, going to run for governor and uh, – Whoops, I guess she found out about the affair I was having, you know, um, and and all these other sins of the Bible that uh, people uh, commit. You know, everybody, Chris Rock even made a joke about it one time. He said, you know, if you don't like gays, you're going to have a gay son. If you don't like Mexicans, your daughter's going to come home with living la vida loca, you know. And so, uh, you know, they, I just, it's it's just these people here in Arkansas, they're, the politicians are so hypocritical. And I think that's, I think that's a lot of people. And let, let me get my two cents before I go back to, um, Bobby on this and um, now as far as people who are willing to lose money for their religion if you're serious about your religion then you don't you don't care about money that's that's not an issue however I do agree that it is hypocritical how people pick and choose which sins offend them they won't serve a gay person but they'll serve a man who cheats on his wife you know or you know or you'll you'll serve someone who is a known liar or something like that or uh, just whatever the situation is. I mean, so based on that, it is hypocritical, which is why it's hard to take the law seriously. Um, I mean, because I I like to refer to people who do things like that as hypocristians because they're picking and choosing what they decide to enforce, and that's why I can't take the law seriously. But um, – They've all got someone in their family who's gay. They've all got somebody in their family who's um, dating someone of the opposite color. They've all got someone in their family who's in jail or in prison or on drugs or sells drugs or, you know, whatever. But yet they're the ones that act like they are holier than thou. That's how it works. And, Bobby, back to you on this. Um, Now, I think that... For the most part, uh, it is going to be something that's focused on the LGBT communities. I don't think it would it will reach black people as much. Muslims, maybe they may feel feel some of the heat behind this. Um, 
But, I mean, is it just a bad idea? I mean, because now you have, you're talking about people boycotting the whole state of Indiana. And, yeah. I mean, it can end up just really just kind of imploding on them. Well, well, first of all, if y'all want to see this with the with the Bible arguments, right? God shone long hair in one verse, and He gives Samson power with his through his long hair in another verse. So, if somebody come in with long hair, what, what the what the owner gonna do? Run around in circles, you know, trying to figure out what the hell he gonna do now? Uh, I don't. So, the Bible argument is, is you know, to me, is, is crazy. But let's 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 talk about the law for a minute, though. Okay, what law is being broken? I mean, how how can you prove that your religious beliefs were valid? Because a did it make you turn gay? B, uh, you know, did, you know, or did it make you start studying? You know, did did, did gay become your religion now because you're serving it? I mean, you know, what I'm saying what law is broken or how is it violating your religion, your religious belief? Okay, yeah, you 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 know, they don't condone, your your religion don't condone it. We get that, but how does it violate your religious belief? You ain't gotta you ain't gotta start you ain't gotta be gay. You ain't gotta start studying the culture or none of that. All you gotta do is freaking put a plate on the table, you know, and, and take the money. So I don't get, it. and, and I, I agree with people who don't want to see. I mean, I don't want to see two men kissing and holding hands in public. But guess what though? They gotta put up with you know being like me kissing women in public and holding women hands. So I mean, you know, I mean, I know, guess. Well, I, I guess my question is, I mean, and, and I agree with you when it comes to serving someone at a restaurant. I don't see how it can really affect anyone. Of course, that's their prerogative. But when it comes to a wedding, and if two, if you're, a, you know, if you make wedding cakes and you refuse a gay couple because you don't want to see them get married because that's against mm-hmm. your religious beliefs, then I mean, don't they have an argument there? Because wouldn't it be like yeah. almost condoning it if you make the cake no. for the couple? No, you got a business of making cakes. You just you doing your business. That ain't got nothing to do with them folks being gay or or, or religion. That has nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Oh. That that acting, you know, that's subjective. I mean, you saying, okay, I'm making a I'm making a cake for a gay couple, so that means I violated my my religious vows. That's crazy. That is crazy. Oh, People don't get okay, tattoos. But guess what? They still call that's themselves Christians. They don't like tattoos. I mean, you know. So I mean, if you if your business is making cakes, you make a cake. You know what I'm saying? You got to show. But like I said, I'm I'm strictly arguing the law right now. How is it violating what? your religious beliefs? Okay, well, I got right. I got a scenario for you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, all of us on this line basically either in the South or got folks in the South mm-hmm. or got folks from the South. Okay, um, now, me, I don't have a problem with somebody come staying with me with their girl if they're not married. But my mom or somebody else won't be going for that because they stick to that. Now, I feel like, okay, it's not me. I'm not in there with the person or whatever the case is, so I got nothing to do with that, really. But it's a lot of folks, including my mom, who will not let you sleep in the same bed with a woman if you're not married. Exactly. I'm going to be with that. You <laughs> like tell me how that's violating your religious beliefs. You're not going to condone that type of behavior. So right. if you can understand that, you can understand what we're saying. Yeah, but that's 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 totally. I think that's kind of different as apples and oranges, though. Because, well, like well, I said, also, if, if you have, because if because for one, my home, let's say uh, your or the person home who don't who don't allow that, that's their private place. 
right? But you're talking about a public place that serves to the public. Even though they may say, oh, it's a private institution because right. you own it, it's, you still, if, you, if you're saying you're a public establishment, you know, then that's an issue. You got to show how that violates your, your, your um, religious beliefs. What does that do to your religious belief? How, tell me how it violated, first of all. Just, uh, you know, because just saying that, oh, we don't believe in that is not enough. That's not a violation. I guess, well, hold on. Before before we, let me get another caller in here from the 229 area code, um, the Albany, New York area. Caller, what's your name? Uh, this is Reese. That's the Georgia area. Oh, from Georgia. I'm sorry. What's your name again? Reese. It's uh, for the conversations in the chat room. Okay. Okay. How's it going, man? Go ahead with your your comment. Uh, well, I mean, my comments is just simply that I mean, uh, it's kind of like a a branding thing, right? Uh, so I said in the chat room that um, I used the example of Cristal when when Cristal came down on hip-hop saying, like, we don't want you guys, uh, you know, showcasing our stuff in your videos. You know what I'm saying? And to me, Cristal has the right to how their brand is portrayed. You know what I'm saying? So if I, if I own a restaurant, yeah, it's it's not doing anything to me to 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 serve someone, but it's the brand of my restaurant that now uh, that I don't want my brand to be that that gazer here or something like that. You see what I'm saying? So I have the right to control how my restaurant, like the brand of my restaurant. I, I don't I don't even agree with that because I mean how is Okay, one gay couple come in or whatever the case may be, unless you put up there, hey, we had a gay couple tonight, how are you messing up your brand? You well, know what I'm saying? It's the owner to decide, though, isn't it? Huh? I said, isn't that up to the discretion of the owner? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, like I said, if, if you're a public establishment serving to the public, I find it hard to do that. Because he didn't want to soil his brand as a quote unquote urban brand because a lot of black people are wearing it. And we can just stop wearing it. That, that's fine. But what if yeah, somebody but if wants you can to afford to buy it, then, well, you know. What if, somebody, what if somebody wanted to continue um, uh, buying them? There's no way he could stop that. How can you stop someone here to the black yeah. people buying yeah. his But if they're in the store on the shelf. Yeah, but see, but, but now the point I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make is a lot of times people will say different stuff and they say, oh, that's against my religion. All I'm saying is that if you, it's almost like being in a history class. If you had to label maybe three main attributes about certain religions, one of the first mm-hmm. things that come to mind with Christianity will be a a opposite-sex marriage. So yeah. the point I was getting at was that, you can't just throw that into a contents of somebody just discriminating right. because that's something that's known of the Christian faith, whether I'm, somebody is a Christian or not, ain't, ain't even the point. So I, if somebody I, say th- they don't believe in that, then it's mm-hmm. different than somebody just discriminating against somebody because they are uh punk rocker with spikes. 
because that's right. when you stretch. But, I but, totally but, get but your clear, point. But you clearly know when somebody is certain things about certain religions that you clearly know instantly. So if somebody say I'm offended or I don't condone that, nobody's gonna really make a big argument because most of us know this to be true of that religion. That's why All I right. use. The, let me. Let me, let me and that's a, that's a good point. But let me play devil's advocate. Let me play devil's advocate. Um, I remember hearing that they said Mormons uh, don't believe that black people should have should have certain um, what is it offices within the church. I guess I don't know if that's strictly within the church or not, as far as their belief. But hypothetically, I mean, could someone use this to maybe prevent prevent people from having certain positions as an employee employee? Like maybe you can't yeah. be a manager or something like that because of religious they beliefs. Is that? This law would be used. This law would be used for anything. But what I'm saying, what I'm trying to argue right now is the law. I mean, I don't care about the gay part and all that, but because it is, you know, we it, we think that it will be targeting them. Uh, I'm asking you guys, how is it a violation of that person's right? And like I said, you can't just say, oh, I don't, we don't believe in it. That I mean, that's not enough. That's not a violation. How is it a violation of your right? If you serve somebody who's gay, food. How's yeah. that? How's that? How's it? religious. My my only and again, just playing devil's advocate. My only argument against that is that a violation is. I mean, your rights end when it infringes on the rights of someone else. And based on today's society, you can't tell, determine what violates someone's rights and what's what doesn't. Because we've yeah. had so many stupid, we've had so many stupid lawsuits over stuff that doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, but somebody claims that it offended them some kind of way. So um, I don't, I don't think to say Look, someone, it's not a stretch for someone to say they're violated, their religion is violated. Not in today's society. But that's what I'm saying. But in law or in court, you have to prove what, how you were violated. That's what I'm saying. So we're talking about but, going to court. How? Well, that's, how, how that's, can you? Uh, but th- that's what I'm saying. When you go to court, that's what I'm saying. Is it, it don't mean it's gonna stand, but a- but for the most part, the consensus is that certain attributes are are a standard. Whether I, I ain't getting into the hypocrite part. It's hypocrites in every religion. But when you think of Christianity, a a a heterosexual marriage is one of the main attributes in it. You know, so. That doesn't sound far fetched. That somebody's just saying, you know, uh, I got, you know, my religion say we can't serve Chinese people. I mean, I'm just saying yeah. because that would right. be that would be more like a stretch. But uh, oh, yeah. a, a Christian person saying they don't believe in in uh, you know uh, homosexuality. I'm not getting into right. whether you're getting served or not. I'm just saying if it was in court and somebody's uh-huh. saying I'm using my freedom of religion, then. That's a stronger case than somebody saying, "Well, my religion say, you know." I'm just saying, uh, it's like, right? But if you use the argument, I'm using my freedom of religion. How? I mean, what I'm saying though is, how show how that you, your your freedom has been violated. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, well, well I mean, if me, you don't, if you don't believe, yeah, on, if you don't on, believe in something, with, okay, let me get in. Well, to me, it uh. It it matters if the business is a private business or if it's a public company. I mean, if it's a private business where I own it, then I should have the right to say whatever I want to say about my business. But if you but if you're serving a public 
uh, if you're a public, if you identify yourself as a public establishment and you're serving the public, you know what I'm saying. That's going to be harder but, to defend. If but, you're not, you're but, well, can, candy, right. so how about this? How about this? This this is an example that I'm going to that I'm going to give that I think kind of debunks all of that. Let's let's get away from the gay stuff. All right, let's get away from that because this is religious freedom. It doesn't have to necessarily deal with gays. It can be anything in the Bible. All right. In Proverbs, it says, do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat, for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness clothes them in rags, blah, blah, blah. In other words, because gluttony is a sin. So, based on that verse, you should refuse all fat people and drunks who come into your bar or a restaurant or whatever. So, based on that example, is that okay? No, the fat, fat folks can turn it around and say, well, guess what? If you got more than X amount of pounds of meat and more than X amount of bottles of wine, guess what you just did? You partake in the same verse you used against me. Yeah, but but that's a perfect example of what I just got. That's the, That right there is the, is the point I'm trying to prove. Okay, Well, until that well, was read, the average person didn't know that, right? But I'm saying the general consensus is certain things, and that's that's what – it, it, I mean, I get stuff. that. I I get that, but I'm saying based on what I just gave you all, or whatever, is that discrimination? If you tell fat people they can't come to your whatever your business in, it can be anything from a restaurant to a kinkos. If you if 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 you truly believe in the word, then you're gonna turn yeah, them I mean, around. If, if, if you're to the letter of the law of everything that you believe in, yeah, <laughs> but discrimination. I mean, well, let me give a more realistic example, right? So let's say you own a store or a restaurant, and and some people come in that that's uh, funky, right? They smell bad, mm-hmm. so so their smell is offensive to your other customers. But you know what? Now you, I'm, you, I'm you, you should have point. the right to turn them away. You should have the right. Well, to that's turn a health them code. Away. That's a health code violation. Yeah, here's the difference, though. When, yeah, when right, so, you know, now I'm getting attacked by your smell. Right, I can actually get sick, or it can actually do something to me. I'm actually getting a physical harm. But if you serve, if you serve somebody who's gay food, that's not going to stop you from serving your God. Well, hold on. Let's, hold get, away on. Let's get away from the hold gay on. thing. Hold on. No, I need everybody else to hold on. I need everybody else to hold on. All right. Now, let's go with the example that I gave, and let's get off this gay stuff. I ain't talking about no gay people anymore. I'm talking about <laughs> if you're fat <laughs> and they turn you around, is that discrimination? That's a yes or no question. Yes, I, I feel it is. Yes, it's discrimination. Now, everyone else that was disagreeing with Bobby, you saying it's not discrimination? If I, I would say it's discrimination it's only if this was a known variable. It don't have to be known. It's in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's my, that's my answer. No, no, I'm saying, hold on, that's my answer. discrimination my, my answer. because if I've got a restaurant and it's a buffet restaurant and I turn a six-and-a-half-foot-tall, a, a six 350-pound man away because, uh, you know, he's too uh, big and he's going to eat more than your twelve ninety-five. Twelve dollars and ninety-five cents worth of my buffet food. Um, you know, I, I run a I run a public restaurant. I advertise buffet. 
don't have to put it up there. But the thing about it is, what that is, everybody who is fat does not mean that they overeat. They may have a thyroid problem. The woman may be pregnant. That is true. That contribute to the weight gain. I mean, but the religious freedom law doesn't say you have to prove that. Just like it doesn't say you have to prove somebody's gay. I mean, I mean, P did. P did. He can walk in in a pink shirt and they can refuse service just because he's wearing pink. And maybe the guy thinks that guys that wear pink are feminine. I mean, it can be based on anything. All all of that is taking the law out of context. And anybody who wants to use the law, pretty much, are using it because it's something that they are against. I got right. an example that I would like to use. If you are a reverend and you own a hotel, would you let a guy bring women in there and you know that they're not married? And would you serve him alone? I tell him you would discriminate. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can say. Well, <laughs> it's still discrimination. Okay. But that's because of his religious beliefs. He has the yeah. right to do that. Where actual actual harm is done. Like let's let's take the fat example again. All right, on an airplane, they make fat people buy two seats. Okay? That's not discrimination because the simple fact is you're actually they cannot sit comfortably in one seat and they have to take another seat up. So they have to pay oh, for that extra absolute, seat. That's that's right, but there's not discrimination because you're actually now you're actually doing a physical act that's affecting, you know, um that but, company. But if they told you you can't ride the plane at all, would that be discrimination? That's discrimination. Yes, that's discrimination. Okay, so that's essentially what this this law doesn't. This law is not charging anyone extra or whatever. It's telling you that based on what's in my Bible or in whatever it is that I read, I don't have right. to do this for you. So that includes any of the seven daily sins, for that matter, which includes fat people, and it doesn't have to be a restaurant, a Walmart retail. A fat dude that I don't want you in my store because you're a sinner, and that's right. all. I'm I have, and that's right. it. All right, let me, let me give you another example. If you violate a religious uh, freedom, that's what the law says. Yep. All right, so, can I give you an so, example? So, what I'm talking about, but it ain't gonna have no gay references at all. If all I right. take you to court, you got to prove that I violated your your religious freedom. All right. And if you don't believe that, it's not a violation. All right. Let, let me give you an example of what I mean by, by there's something that can go to court, but it can be overall consensus. Say you got a barbershop, and let's say you're in a certain part of the country or a certain area of the country or whatever, and, you know, and just for something that, that everybody might not be aware of visiting, they say, well, look, man, you know, you shouldn't, you know, wear a certain color up in here or you shouldn't come in with your head turned a certain way up in here. Now, the consensus is... Uh, that this will be something that could lead to something else indirectly. Now, mm-hmm. to the letter of the law, somebody might say, well, I'm offended by pink, I'm offended by yellow, or something like that. But for the most part, uh, the the general consensus is the main two colors you don't confuse is red and blue. Now, it doesn't mean that represents every single organization out there, but for the most part, that's the consensus. So that's what I was getting at. I mean... You know, you can I make can, it. Um, actually, Eminem, I can actually kind of speak to something on that. When I um, when I worked um, the front door at um, at a at a big club in Little Rock, um, we um, we. Uh, 
tried to put a stop to people wearing their colors um, in there um, and promoting whether they were blood or whether they were crip. Um, yeah, they could be in there dressed in pink and black, and you would have never known they were a crip or a blood, but um, under those circumstances, they weren't advertising that, hey, I'm a blood or a crip. Um, so it it made it made for less tension. We found that it made for less for less tension in the club in in the club, in the atmosphere, therefore making the environment safer for our patrons. You can argue that in court. You can say, hey you uh, it's known that gang colors are, are primarily it was, it was a privately owned establishment. Um, but, 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 that, you but, but, brought, that you had to buy a membership but, to the club. Right. And, and see, that's a perfect example. Of what I'm talking about. It don't mean that, that that's the only gang culture it is, but the, but right. the general thought is, okay, yeah, you can go through the whole damn uh, color spectrum, and it might be something. But right. the general consensus is that. So I was just saying, I was just saying for somebody to. Uh, to get through in the same category with the guy saying fat people can't eat here and, you know, somebody that's super religious, it's like there's nothing new under the sun about people who will actually practice certain ways. It's certain things that pretty much are known for their religion. It don't mean that, that you know, you got the right to do whatever, but I'm just saying if I was judge hearing that, I could understand, I could understand a, a Christian saying they offended by a gay marriage versus fat people eating at a buffet or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, well, not in, I'm not telling you what's in your Bible. They got to be offended by both. Right, but see, y'all hung up on religion. I'm talking about law right now. When you go to court, well, that's you what have I'm talking to about. I'm home. talking about if, if, if right. I was a judge here in the case, that's why I use the, the, the gang colors. If somebody you, might say, well, hey, man, I, this dude right here, he came in with. Aqua green, y'all didn't say shit to him. You right. made me take my rag off because I mean, the well, this is a well, known wearable. Well, well, to speak to uh, the, the young guy's point about the law and not about religion, uh, I, I feel like if I'm a business owner, I have the right to to quote unquote brand my business any way I see fit. And so, if I'm trying to build an establishment that's quote unquote uh, a safe haven for Christians, um, I should have the right to turn away anybody I see fit that that don't fit my standard of, quote-unquote, uh, good Christian. Well, first of all, with Brandon, you have to you have to uh, um, um, cater to a specific uh, uh, demographic. So when you got, well, like, um, good Christians. Right, but listen, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but you, um, but when you talk about branding, though, that has to be somewhere on your establishment. Hey, we serve Christians or whatever, okay? You can't be something that's assumed. If you're a public establishment on public land or maybe even on your own land as you bought, but if you're, saying, if, you, if you're advertising yourself as a public establishment that serves the public, you, you ain't going to have too much of an argument to stand on. So if I was, if I was one of those members, uh, if I was in that community, I would, if I was a lawyer for those guys, I would run you out of business because that's what I do. I would send them in every damn week to eat at your place, and then every time you deny me, I'm going to have you in court. You ain't going to be able to sustain. <laughs> You're fighting with me. Yeah, but but uh, most establishments don't, quote, unquote, serve the public, right? So if 
if I walk into a Ferrari dealership or a Bentley dealership, right, they don't they don't technically serve the public. They serve the rich. And so if you're part of the demographic that has a lot of money, they serve you. They don't serve the people that, um, you right. know, making twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 a year. If the average Joe Smoke walk in there, guess what they're going to do? They gonna they probably realize that he ain't, he can't afford a car in there. So what they gonna do? They are gonna try to hurry him along, but they're not gonna say you're not allowed in here. Yeah, they're gonna allow you to look, and then they are gonna usher you right on out. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now, I, and like I said, like I said, now this this is what I want y'all to understand though. Even the, when it comes to the law, you have to show harm. Okay, no matter what law it is. Okay, even with this new law, you have to show harm. All right. So if if you if you refuse to serve me and I take you to court, you have to show if you're gonna stand on this law, you're gonna have to show how it harmed you with your religious belief. Did it stop making you serve your God? Did it stop making you have those same religious beliefs? If the answer is no, then I did not affect your religious beliefs. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but all right, well let me let me go ahead and jump in because we gotta get ready to wrap things up. Um, and uh, but I just I, I think it's a very touchy touchy subject and it's it's hard to prove and you all can address it in your final thoughts. Um but I mean it's just one of those things where it's a matter of how you interpret the Bible. All right. Um I mean because you know in the Bible I know in in, in Matthew uh Jesus said it is not those who are healthy who need a physician but those who are sick. And that was in reference to someone who asked why do you eat with sinners? And he was basically saying, because the sinners are the ones who need the help, you know. That's why he said it's not the doctor who needs to be healthy, be around those who are healthy. It's the ones that are sick. So it's really a matter of interpretation because a lot of things that occurred in the Old Testament, a lot of it, are conflict in the New Testament. You know, it's like some of that you know, makes you wonder um, which one you should follow, you know, the newest or the, or the old things Jesus said or the things that were written before him. So it's a matter of interpretation, which is why there's really a, a difficult way to establish a concrete answer. But let's go ahead and go with final thoughts. And um, the conversations, I'll go ahead and let you you go first, and I appreciate you chiming in um, on the show. Okay. Well, i just like to say that, uh, that rights, I'm, I believe, I believe in, in your rights, for for uh, private property. So if you have a private business uh, that is one of those non-essential businesses that you own a restaurant or something like that, you have the right to do whatever you want to with your business because it's yours. Okay. Okay. And 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 the right of of your quote unquote brand that you're trying to build, like the same as with Crystal, right? They mm-hmm. didn't want their brand to be black hip hop stars, so you know what I'm saying, drinking their drinks because maybe to them that would be a turnoff for their real market, because their their real market will look at it as, well, oh, these niggers are are drinking this, so we're gonna stop drinking this now. We're gonna start drinking something else. That's 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 true. That could have been the thought process for for a lot of different businesses out there. So. All right. Well, I appreciate you chiming in, man. And Amy? Uh, you know, this is all going to have to, something that's going to have to be, you know, determined um, 
uh, a little uh, uh, fine-tuned a little bit more, um, you know, based on uh, religion and um, there's because there's a, a line between religion and there's a line, you know, between religion and discrimination, and uh, there. It, when when you have things versus such a public establishment to a private establishment, um, you know, and but um, when you consider things like um, for sanitary purposes, like you see the signs at the at 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 the front of a on a restaurant door that says no shirt, no shoes, no service. Right. You know. Um, just as the same as the signs we had up at the club, we have the right to refuse service to anyone for whatever reason we want to. But most bars, even though they are open to the public, they are privately owned. So, um, you know, some of that, some th- things like that are going to have to definitely be, um, you know, fine-tuned and 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 reworded into these laws and, okay. and things like that. In in my opinion, um, you know, uh, when we when we tried to put a stop to the colors um, being worn, you know, that was for the safety of all the patrons in the club, and it was. Uh, so the people that were there to have a good time could come and have a good time that were not there to uh, fight a gang war, you know. So, um, you know, that's just um, that's just my my thoughts on okay. on it all. All right, I appreciate that, Amy. And Eminem. Yeah, man. Uh, great show tonight. Uh, you know, excellent uh, topics. I hate that I missed. Uh, the guess, but uh, but I think for the most part, you know, if 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 public dollars don't fund something, then you know you really can't just tell somebody what to do or not to do. Uh, for the most part, I think it's it's this stuff been on the books for years. Uh, every city, every state got them. You know, people use the strategically placed restaurants, bars, whatever they have, where the general consensus is that this is where you know, most of our patrons are going to be. This is how most of them are going to think. It ain't got nothing to do with color, nothing like that. It just that's the way it is. If you if you don't want a lot of uh, people on welfare or something eating at your place, then they price gouge. They have you know stuff that will be five dollars selling for fifteen dollars just to eliminate certain people. You know, uh, certain social economic groups. So none of this stuff is new. You know, and in a capitalist society now, you know, this is nothing that's going to take everybody back to the 60s and 50s. Believe me, for every one person that won't serve somebody, there's like 50 that will, you know. Uh, and as far as, you know, not getting on the, you know, the gay community, nothing like that, for the most part, that's 90% of most, you know, <laughs> choirs and stuff. So it ain't like, it ain't like it's to the point where, uh People feel that you know they're gonna be you know run out of a state or area. I don't I don't see that. I don't see nothing like that to be in the magnitude. I think these are some isolated incidents, and because the social media is getting portrayed like this is something that is gonna be some kind of domino effect, and you have thousands and thousands of restaurants doing this to people for whatever reason. But that's not gonna be the case. 
Because one thing about America, we love money more than anything, you know. That's Saudi Arabia. Shit, they own half of Wall Street. That's Japan. You know, we love money. We ain't giving a damn about all that other stuff, so. Okay. All right. I appreciate that, man. And Ray? Ray, you yeah, there? Um, yeah, I'm here. Interesting topic today. I mean, from uh, the guests uh, that you had, that you had on earlier, I think that um, she had some interesting points. I think that um, it's good for people to try to get themselves together, get their self-esteem up. But they got to remember that wherever they go, they're going to be there. So if you're the problem, then the problem is not going to be solved till you get yourself together. And it's not about telling yourself things that you don't believe yourself. It's facing the truth about yourself, accepting it, and be willing to change it. That's what helps you move along in whatever you need to do. But as far as, you know, the controversial law that's going around, I mean, to me, I I just believe that um, if you own something, you have the right to uh, decide who who you don't want to serve. And if it happens to go over into other things, then it goes over into other things. I'm not, I mean, it's good for people to, to make history and change laws and all of that, but I'm not the person that if I go somewhere, you don't want to serve me something to eat. I'm going to demand that you serve me. No, 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 no. I'm not going to wash my food off in the toilet and then put it on my plate. So I, I'm <laughs> cool with that. Let, 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 me, let me go somewhere else. That's fine. You don't want me here, and I don't want to spend my money here. It's simple, but some people see it different, and, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion because this is America. Same way. You know, if you have a business, you don't want to see certain things. You don't want to allow certain things. You shouldn't have to do that. So that's just my thing going. And I mean, everybody else, some people may feel different. And that's fine, too. We can agree to disagree. But great show. Look forward to the next. And um, everybody have a good night. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Good stuff. And but. Oh, wow, man. There was some powerful stuff going on right there. I think word in edgewise. So I just kind of like sit back and, you know, listen to what everybody had to say. But a great show, um, real good show. Um, you know, as far as uh, self-esteem issues and things of that nature, I mean, everybody has some issues to a point. But the first step in, in order to recovery is to recognize the issues that you have. Um, if you have a low self-esteem issue, um, or something else that may be bothering you that, you know, it's important to communicate and tell the person that you're with. So, therefore, you know, you can work on it together. Um, a lot of times people don't say anything and, you know, really don't know what the cause is. And a lot of, you know, once you figure out what the cause of the problem is, then you can see if you, you know, reach a resolution. Now, as far as this, this law goes, I think it's really been blown out of proportion. Um you do have, I think, as a business owner, you do have a right to, you know, serve who you want to serve or whatnot. But I really, I mean, this law has been around for a while. I mean, I think it's in either 13 or 26 states. I, I can't remember exact the exact number of how many states this law is already passed in. Mississippi being one of them. 
Um, nobody, you know, all of a sudden now, you know, it's a big issue. Uh, I think if, you know, you leave well enough alone, and, you know, we all make choices. We make choices where we want to go to eat and, and whatever else that we're doing. So I think if we, you know, look at the law from, you know, it's, there is some gray areas in it, but if it's already been around, I don't see what the really big deal is and why everybody coming down on Indiana. I mean, it is what it is. The law, they signed it, you know, as long as it's not, you know, as long as it's not, you know, against, you know, the LGBT community or what have you, I think everything's be fine. But, you know, I just think that there's just too much, too much has been brought, and obviously there's a lot of people passionate about it, too much has been brought over this law, and I think they just, you know, put the mountain over a molehill as far as I'm concerned. But other than that, you know, great conversation about it, a lot of good you know, a lot of good things are sitting tonight. So everybody have a great night. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Bobby? Uh, from the um the self esteem standpoint, um I disagree that loving yourself will make anybody else love you because uh, if I'm walking down the street and I feel a beautiful lady, uh, I'm not going to know if she's loving herself and doing all those things, you know. And that's not a, a knock against our, our speaker or anybody who thinks that way. I think two things. Uh, you should love yourself for two reasons and two reasons only. One, for the sake of just loving yourself. And two, when nobody else loves you, you don't care because you love you. And that's the only two reasons you should love yourself. All right? But you got people got two tools at their disposal that they can use. All right? That's confident and indifference. You just got to learn how to use them. If you're confident, that's what's going to draw you. If I'm walking down the street, I can pick up on your confidence. All right? No matter what you're doing in your personal life. So, and indifference, if I don't like you, it shouldn't matter to you. So, use those two tools, confidence and indifference. You use those, then guess what? Your life is going to be great. All right, now getting down to the point we were talking about with the law and everything, uh, from an emotional standpoint, I want to say that uh, it's funny to me how, and even though I agree with a lot of uh, a lot of people, and, I, and, you know, even though my arguments were against it, I was just trying, I like to present a different point of view. But, um, from an emotional standpoint, it amazes me how a once oppressed people is now okay with oppression. <laughs> that that blows my mind. Um, you know, because, you know, I don't hear nobody saying, well, why didn't Martin Luther King sit his ass down? The South wanted to have slaves. They have slaves. Those people do what they want to do. That's their government down there. Nobody said that. You know, because guess what? It directly affected us. But because we're not gay or because we're not whatever it is that we're against, it's okay for those folks to get oppressed. That blows my mind. But now, getting back to the topic of the night or the subject of it, though, is uh, if this law is going to allow you to discriminate, then I think it would be okay to put a sign in and say, we do not serve gays, we do not serve Muslims, whatever it is you're biased you against. You may as well. You put that, yeah, you put the sign in your window, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally okay with that then. All right, but if you don't have that sign up, you're basically saying we serve the public. Okay, I don't care what nobody says. Okay, yeah, you bought it and that it's private company, but guess what? If you're a public-facing company and you're serving the public, you're still public. So you won't have a leg to stand on in court, and folks don't understand this. They don't They don't understand how, I don't think they understand how the court system works. You go into court, you have to show harm, okay? And these folks can all these examples they were giving tonight, they cannot show a single harm. Nobody answered me yet on how, you know, serving somebody you don't like violated your particular belief. You know what I mean? So, 
if I was if if I was a freaking lawyer for these folks, I'm telling you right now, if your company discriminates against my people, I'm gonna have you in court all the time, every time, until I run you out of business. Since you know, hey, okay, you know, it's your right. Guess what? It's my right to sue. And you know, you may not like it, but guess what? I'm gonna make a point with you. All right, so I mean, I don't like oppression in any form. I don't care who it is. And like I say, you know, I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression that I'm arguing for gays or anybody. I could care less about that lifestyle. But I do believe in right. You know what I'm saying? What's right? And, and to sit up here and you know, and, and and let's let's you know hold heroes and you know have heroes for the things they did to free us, and then get mad at others, then that's a problem. And that's my rant for tonight. <laughs> it was a great show. I appreciate everybody's uh, input and commentary, and you know, as always, you know, it's good to chop it up with the fam. All right, thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Doctor Willis. Crystal, shut it down for me. Okay, well, um, very good show. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you your had your popcorn, topic, didn't you? <laughs> your secondary topic should have been your main topic. Um, but anyway, um, you know, give people more time. Uh, it's been, but, you know, what, almost an hour. Everyone, huh? It's been almost an hour. Go ahead. I guess, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, very good show, and I look forward to the next one. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. And um, as far as the next show, tomorrow, April 1st, 10 p.m. Eastern, should voting be mandatory? If a law was passed to require everyone having to vote, then how would that be enforced? You know, what would be the penalty if you didn't? These things and more on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern, go to TalkToQ.com for more information. Um, I know I wanted to get into some zone coverage, but we did go over, so I'll just move that to tomorrow's show, um, and we'll talk some sports on tomorrow. But I just want to say, uh, great show tonight, everyone. I mean, a lot of passion. A lot of good points were made, and you know, we'll see where this goes. Because personally, I think that Indiana will lose money and ultimately cave in when people start boycotting them. Uh, the NCAA has already threatened to pull their e- events from the state because of this. So we'll see if the love of money, which is the root of all evil, changes their religious minds. Now, you know, it's funny how politicians want to keep church out of everything until it serves their purpose. And, uh, you know, there are probably going to be a lot of gay kids going to public schools because these private religious schools are going to be expelling them left and right. They're going to be going to Patty LaBelle High School. So um, my thanks to my show legends, callers, and tweet chatters, chat room participants for joining tonight's show. The upcoming show schedule can be found at TalkToQ.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and get caught up. Everyone have a good night. Great show. Like I said, we'll catch the zone coverage on tomorrow. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm going live. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you want to be my blog lover. My name is Quincy.
the Talk to Q radio show. But I do believe that the love for money and power most of the time outweighs their love for women. And this is my show. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying too. I think I'm still doing a lot of shows with this. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Is that it? 